Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Storytime with Desi. It is so good to be back. I am so sorry for the huge delay. There is so much stuff going on right now. It is really chaotic that is happening right now during the podcast because we have some exciting news, which we will share later on. So continue to listen to this podcast and continue checking up on our Instagram, which it will show what the big news is in maybe a couple of weeks. Or maybe even tomorrow. Who knows? We'll see how fast production goes. Anyways, uh, welcome back to our grateful years. Now, if you guys noticed a few changes during the past, like, two, three days or so, that is because we have changed podcast hosting websites, uh, not website, platforms, because we felt like since we've been growing so much for the past nine, ten months, almost a year now, that we wanted to upgrade where we host our podcast. So we switched over from Anchor to Podbean now. Uh, this is not sponsored. It's just a little shout out to Podbean for giving us this amazing opportunity to actually post on our um, on our new platform. And it's truly amazing to be able to do something like this. It is actually uh, fantastic that we're able to do this. And I owe a lot of it to you guys. So... Thank you so much for your help. Anyways, talking about the Instagram, if you like what we do and want a little heads up and maybe even a few concept arts and maybe the occasional comic strips or two, uh, then go find us on Instagram at Storytime with Desi where we have all of that available. Well, not yet, but we will soon as we're still trying to sort out how we, we want to start it up. But if you would like to check out that, please do. And again, it's on Instagram at Storytime with Desi. So, yeah, you'll get notifications of when we upload next episodes, when we put a concept art about the characters and or scenery of the stories, or even a few comic strips here and there to bring in a little bit extra life to our characters and stories that we create in them. All right. Anyways. On to, to chapter 13, Intruder. Time was nothing but an illusion after that day. While my body and mind were present in the real world, my thoughts would drift to a world that was fabricated from my own imagination. Leaving this forsaken reality was nothing but pain, sorrow, and guilt that I feel when every waking moment it seems like an irresistible opportunity to leave behind even for just a second just so I can see them again though they can never exist outside of my imagination Hugo, are you alright? a gentle voice calls out to me Drawing me away from my thoughts. Looking up from the ground, I see Gilbert standing over me as I sit against the middle pillar. My eyes slowly adjust to the dim light that surrounds us. Looking around, I see old brick walls with cracks trailing from the bottom of the floor to the middle of the walls. Cobwebs in the corners of the buildings as flies get trapped in their sticky webs. Still taking in my surroundings, I stumble upon Lewis, 
who's standing by still door that appears to lead towards the outside world. Hugo. Gilbert calls out to me as he bends down on one knee and waits for a response. Hugo, are you alright? Were you thinking of that day again? He asked, almost scared to ask what day he's referring to. All is very vague that his question is trying to ask. I know the exact day he's trying to avoid remembering. Well, yes, it has been about two weeks since that day. It has taken a toll on all of us. Yeah, go. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I respond with a tired and slightly raspy voice. I grow a grim smile. The day has taken its toll on my appearance since my eyes still feel heavy. My body numb. I slowly stand up as Gilbert walks towards Lewis. So, what supplies do we need until we get set out? I ask as I catch up with Gilbert and join Lewis. Lewis stands in the open doorway and looks out towards the world outside. Taking a deep breath, he turns his head towards us. This place will make a good shelter for now, but I would like to move out as soon as possible. He began, making a a gesture to the warehouse where we were staying in. Food and weapons are on the top of the list, as well as medical supplies. Your shoulder took a pretty bad hit, and I don't need you dropping dead on me. I moved my shoulder in a small circle, one scene. The majority of it had healed, but it still hurt. Gilbert gave a small nod. She didn't glance towards me to make sure I was okay. The town is a small ways from here. We can look around there for food. Medical supplies and weapons are something we can worry about later. He looked to me for confirmation. I hated that. I felt like he was compensating for me. In all honesty, he probably was. Yeah, that's fine. I walked out the door, allowing Lewis to lead the way while Gilbert followed close behind. I look up, staring at the leaves as they slowly shifted with the wind. It was peaceful. Despite everything, it felt like something was missing. Was I even supposed to be here? Everything felt distant. Like I was on another island. I, I want to go home. Yet, no home for me exists. I was jogged back into reality as I ran into Lewis, who had stopped in his tracks. We had come to the edge of the village, a few people passing by them. Gilbert put a hand on my shoulder. Are you sure you're fine, Hugo? You can wait at the warehouse- I'm fine, Gil. Just got distracted. I smiled, giving him a reassuring look. He didn't seem entirely convinced, but he still pulled his hand back. We started to move through the village, spotting a few shopkeepers. The routine was simple. Gilbert made sure they were distracted while either I or Lewis stole what we needed. There were a few mishaps, but we had managed to get enough, at least for today and tomorrow. I decided as Lewis tossed me some bread to hide. Gilbert eventually joining us. I think we're good for now. Should we head back?
he asked, glancing between the two of us. You two head back. I'm going to scout for more supplies. Uh, close your mouth, Gil. I'm not finished. I won't steal anything, but I don't want to spend all of tomorrow looking for a place while Hugo is still wounded. He handed the rest of the food to me. In turn, I gave some to Gilbert to carry. I think that should be fine, as long as you stay out of sight and come back when things get too risky. I chimed in, hoping to strike a compromise so Gilbert wouldn't worry all night. Louis shot me a look, obviously not liking the doubt in his abilities, but there wasn't much he could protest on. Alright then, I'll see you two either tomorrow morning or later tonight. The three of us traded nods before Lewis turned and left. Gober and I headed back to the warehouse. The sun moved overhead as it settled into the west and the stars were revealed in the night sky. In the emptiness of the warehouse, the sounds of wind and crickets echoed around us. Gober lay on the ground with a torn old blanket that we found to keep us warm as the winter months rolled past us. Well, Gilbert mainly stayed behind to keep an eye on me, he still succumbed to his human need for rest. Living on top of some old wooden crates, I look out of some dirty stained windows at a dark blue hue that covers the world outside. I may have pissed once or twice on the way to the top of the crates, but I ignored the pain as it slowly went away. Five cent hours so went by until I saw the black figure outside of the warehouse. While a bit shorter thinner than Lewis's build, I merely narrowed it down towards the old glass plane tracks on me since the night sky made it harder to see through it. Getting down from the crates, I made my way outside, treading lightly toward Gilbert, avoiding awakening him from his sleep. Hey, Lewis! Did you find where to get the medical supplies? I asked as I make my way toward the darkened figure. It was still a bit difficult to see the face of the person, but as I got closer, I didn't see Lewis. Instead, it was a young girl, perhaps around our age. She had a dark cloak covering most of her body, but I saw what surprised me to be old trousers and a dirty old shirt that was long sleeve covering her arms. After realizing that this wasn't Lewis, I stopped in my tracks. Who are you? I started out as fear overcomes me. What is wrong with me? Why am I so afraid of some girl? Is it because of what happened? Whatever you need me to be. She speaks with a confident voice as she moves closer to me. What? I was more stunned by the remark than anything as I stepped back from her. Snapping out of my thoughts, I step forward and take a fighting pose. Don't come any closer. I'm not afraid to fight a girl. I spat up from mere subconscious stupidity. My body simply reacting while my thoughts raced towards the sleeping girl, ignorant of the possible threat in front of me. Facing the possible threat before me, 
I sensed that she was scanning me for any weaknesses as she stopped in her tracks. Suddenly, a slight chuckle comes from her. You seriously believe that you can fight with that injury on that shoulder of yours? She places a hand on her hip and leans more on her left leg, pointing at my injured shoulder. Looking at my shoulder, I see a bit of bandage peeking out of my clothing. This girl has some good eyesight to see that with just a bit of moonlight. I reward the observation with a slice mark and a small scoff. Good eye you got there. Now, let me ask again. Who are you? My voice begins to take on a harsher tone as I no longer want to play around with a stranger. I want to get straight to the point of why they're here since I know Percival wouldn't seem to be the type to let some kids that ruin his minds roam the world freely. Pulling her hands in the air, the girl stays, but even I can see the small smirk she places along her lips. I could ask the same thing to you. It seems strange for a young boy to be living in an abandoned warehouse with a wound like that. She remarks, but I refrain from saying anything that may give away anything. Like, that may give away something about us. Trust is not an option with a stranger in a dark cloak. Nice try, but this isn't my home. I'm just here until I can get enough supplies to hit the road. I respond, not giving any hints that I have any friends in case she decides to go after Gilbert. Staring at the stranger, I take note of any moments in case she makes a break for it or tries to enter the warehouse. The dim light of the moon allows me to see her eyes move from me and then towards the warehouse as she repeats the action three times. Well, perhaps I can be of some assistance then. She says as she slightly bows with one arm extended and one behind her back. Elaine, at your service. May I ask who you are? She says in a markedly sophisticated voice. Well, my better judgment means us to chase her off and forget that this encounter ever happened. I am intrigued as to how she could help us. Besides, she might know how to get better supplies and wasn't easy getting the medical supplies the first time in town. Relaxing my body from my fighting position, I walk up towards the girl and see a bit of slightly wavy hair as I get a closer view. You go walk. You say that you can get us supplies? If that's what you need, then yes. And judging by that wound, you may need some medical supplies to patch it up. I so happen- Wait a minute. How can I trust you? How do I know you don't just rob me blind if you help me get the supplies. Well, first off, I would need the help of a boy to get me some supplies. But together, we can get some better supplies for the both of us. Besides, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but there aren't any good medics here in this quiet little town. Still, just a town or two over, 
And I have a friend that can get you the proper supplies you need for that shoulder. Silence falls upon us as I weigh the risk of trusting this stranger to help get some supplies. She could seriously help us as we prepare to get everything ready to leave on the road. And it wouldn't hurt to just travel to the next town over to get the necessary supplies. Okay then. If you're willing to help me, then what's in it for you? Oh, just a small portion of the supplies will do. You know how hard it is living on your own. Don't ya? Yeah, I do. So, we've got a deal? She extends her hand outward towards me as she waits for me to shake it and finalize our agreement. I'm hesitant to accept as I slowly reach out and accept. No funny business, alright? Why, I wouldn't dare! But jokes aside, meet me on the outside of town at ten in the morning. Then we'll get you what you need. Alright, and that's the end of chapter 13, Intruder. I hope all y'all enjoyed. I really do enjoy doing this. I know we've been a mess, and I personally apologize for me and my crew. It's just, it, it, we love doing this. Don't get me wrong. We really do enjoy it, but just juggling school life and podcasting has been more than I anticipated, but I still wouldn't trade it for the world as... It's something I really love doing, and I wouldn't give it up for anything. But you guys would like to support us, and if you like what we do, then please go check out our Patreon, as we have three tiers on there where you could get anything from shoutouts to bloopers to early access and to even digital copies of our stories so that we could do a little read-along or even read it on your own pace. They would like to do that as well. But anyways, those tiers range from 3 to $9. So they're not asking much. It's just a little bit of a donation to help us out to get better equipment, maybe a bit of better software, and to help us expand and just create more content for you guys to enjoy over the summer times and maybe even for a few years to come. So... If you'd like to support us, please go to Patreon and follow us at Storytime Desi. Uh, before we actually sign off, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to Malarpy, one of our audio editors, as they have sadly decided to leave us, but I won't hold any grudge or protest against them. If they want to leave, that's fine. I never have any protests against my, uh, against my friends. They did decide to leave the podcast. And, but I just want to give out a huge, huge thank you for them for helping us out with sound effects and background music and all that. As we owe a lot of that to you. For the past few months, you've been handling that like a pro. And I am so grateful to your help that if there's anything that I can do to even help support you, please let me know. If you are listening to this, just know that we appreciate you, man. And we truly love your work, or at least I do. I really do. And I'm glad to have met you and have become your friend. And even if we don't work together anymore, 
I will still gladly talk to you daily as I am interested in you as a person. But I am really interested in your interests and would like to learn a lot more about you as we continue to grow our friendships over the years. So huge thank you and huge farewell to Malapai as you will surely be missed. And I hope that maybe down the road we could do something else together. Alright, that's all I have to say. Thank you.